Welcome to the Critical Conversations podcast. My name is Brianna Reesing, and I'm a critical care nurse with a true passion for preventative health. I've seen firsthand the impact that poor diet and lifestyle choices can have on us long-term. So with each episode, we'll dive deeper into the realities of our healthcare system, what preventative health truly entails, and what you can do about it. All right, guys, this is Brie, and I am back with Heather, the one of the girls behind She Changes Everything. You heard from her sister, Jen, last week, and Heather is back to tackle one of her favorite topics, something that she's really passionate about. Recently, after working one-on-one with her private clients, she's realizing that this, in particular, is becoming a huge issue for all of us, and I think we're all going to walk away, including myself, with some great takeaway points from this conversation, and I'm actually really excited just to get started because I have no idea what she's going to share with us, but I just know she's extremely passionate about it, and it's really become part of her career, her focus, her lifestyle, and her mission to help other people. So hey, Heather, welcome back. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited for this conversation too, because I'll tell you why. First and foremost, this information is free. Like when we get through (laughs) this conversation, anyone can immediately take advantage of it and help change their health and change their life. And that gets me really excited because I think a lot of times we chase trends and um, different health modalities that actually end up costing a lot of money or time. Yeah. And what we're going to talk about does not. Yeah. So. A lot of people try and convince you that like you have to have a huge investment to like make a big difference in your health. And like that might be true for certain things, but really it's really getting back to the basics and doing things on a daily basis that actually benefit our lives long term. And I think that's what you're all about. Yes. And so it's really funny because talking about things we do on a daily basis, um, when I was getting ready for this podcast, I actually saw you had posted on Instagram a post about Instagram. <laughs> it was specifically about like, you know, do you need to delete it off your phone sometimes? Do you need to take a break? Do you always need to be on Instagram? Is Instagram serving you? And it was a really good post and I loved it, but it got me thinking and I was like, I was like raising my hand saying, hey, can I add something else to the conversation? Because Instagram and us being on our phones is one of the major instigators of bad posture and poor posture, specifically forward head posture. And it is um, creating this cataclysmic destruction of how our body was made to operate. And so I was like, hey, everybody, there's another reason why you should limit your Instagram time because you it, it's contributing to your posture and how your body feels. So yeah, a little backstory on that in case you guys didn't see what I shared. Um, I was having lunch with a friend yesterday and she had recently completely deleted her entire social media presence, like her username, all of her pictures, everything. She just went hardcore. She needed a break from it. She felt it affecting her mental health, her social life, her relationships. And she just decided to completely get rid of it. And she was off for two months and she just experienced so many great benefits that she was able to realize once she stepped back away from it. And Heather's talking about a whole nother body mechanic side of it and longevity in that sense. But I think the mental health side of it is a whole nother conversation we can oh, save massive. for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a podcast <laughs> of it. So. <laughs> but she experienced some great benefits from it. And just think about if you were to take that one app off your phone, the majority of us check that app. I don't even know what the statistics are. They're 
they're disgusting at this point that you check your phone oh yeah probably I a, over a hundred times one. a day are you uh, ready you actually American- know the number well, not how many times we check our phone, but that we literally sent spend forty two percent of our full day looking at screens. So about six hours and forty three minutes is the average, including of looking computers at and televisions, including TV and our phones. But when yeah. you start to dig into it, it's a ton of time on our phones, and that adds up to about seven thousand nine hundred and fifty six days of your life. looking at a phone or a screen. And that is just hard to wrap your head around. And then it becomes a little bit more obvious why we're all struggling with this forward head posture that's going on with looking down at our phones or down at our computer or down at our screen. Yeah. Have you seen that? that, Have you seen that picture of the evolve, the evolution picture of like the monkey becoming this upright human Yes. becoming the overweight like, exactly. <laughs> crunched over that's, that's what, what I, I have in my head <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned at the beginning this one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is other than like ballerinas or specific modalities where you have to um you know really cultivate a really tall upright posture more and more people almost everyone I see has posture issues yeah. there's no one that I work with where I'm like where I don't believe that they could use work on re-engaging their back muscles and retraining their neck to be held in a proper position. It's, it's like ubiquitous. It's universal. And we're all slouching forward and our heads coming forward. And I have a really cool um, kind of connection as to why Instagram makes you feel so like depressed and down. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at your phone and you're on Instagram, your head comes forward, your shoulders generally roll forward, you're holding an object out in front of you, and your chest shortens and collapses. And one of the results of that forward head posture is that it directly affects your mood. They can show in research that it helps amplify feelings of depression and stress and anxiety. So think about that. Not only are you on Instagram, which from the psychological side, we know is a major conversation about how that's messing with your mind and bringing you down and creating all these insecurities. You're literally putting your body in a position while you're looking at it to just completely highlight and accentuate those sensations. So it's it's being driven by science as to why it can be sometimes such a negative experience. And I would challenge people, try this. If you, you're looking at Instagram and you know it, it starts to get these feelings of comparison and you feel down and you feel depressed, if you make yourself sit up in a straight back chair and hold the phone up in front of you so then your shoulders are up, your chest is up, your back is up, and you look at Instagram, I would dare to say that most people would not have the same experience with it because you're just in a different position with yeah, your you body. Yeah, you physically wouldn't be able to stay on it as much and wouldn't <laughs> no, want to. Okay. Your hands would go numb. I this at the end, but you totally just like <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to get into posture. And I really want to prove to people today why it's not a sexy topic and there's nothing fun or interesting or, or new or cool about it, but it is massive yeah. for your health and a little bit of time can change your life and before I'll you before you dive in too deep I just want to challenge everybody real fast um I've done this before and it's been eye-opening for me and it's been a goal of mine to like decrease my phone time I a lot wait. of you're gonna say what I was gonna say <laughs> sorry <laughs> um a lot of people are totally on the same wavelength with this conversation um a lot of people spend all day in front of a computer at work and then on their breaks they're checking their phone and when you get home you're checking your phone before you go to bed you're probably checking your phone although we shouldn't be and the first thing you do when you wake up and you turn off your alarm you check your phone so it's a lot of 
screen time. It doesn't have to be just Instagram. We say Instagram because it's it's a big part of society right now and it's a big issue, but it includes checking emails, text messages, reading through the news, different things like that. And you can easily see how much you're using your phone on a daily and weekly basis just by going to your general settings. And on if you have an iPhone, if you open up settings, it's like midway down the screen right underneath notifications and do not disturb. There's a button that says screen time and you can actually measure your phone is measuring how how often you're using your phone it tells you exactly how much the phone's been on and it breaks it down into social networking versus productivity versus other things like internet usage and things like that so it's just a really interesting way of seeing where you're at and then a, a way of measuring your improvement as you become more aware of these issues so yeah I probably just totally stole stole your thunder Heather I apologize <laughs> well you didn't actually because that's perfect because that actually gives you context as to how much time you're spending on your phone the greater the number that is the more likely that you're struggling with posture issues because it's almost impossible without really conscious thought to keep yourself in a good body position. And so I was going to say, in order to limit your screen time, the first thing you have to do is tell yourself you're not allowed to look down at your phone. If you hold your phone in both hands and then lift it up to eye level where um, you actually feel your ribs lift up, your chest lift up, your back ribs pull in, and your arms and biceps are engaged to keep it at eye level. (laughs) It sounds like a workout. (laughs) It is. It is instantly engaging your upper body and you'll be over it really fast. So... (laughs) It will totally cut your screen down. What if you're laying flat in bed and you hold the phone directly over your head? Does that count? Yeah, it does. (laughs) I think that would be fine because, but here's the thing then I would tell you, you'd have to like take a really hard look at your pillow. (laughs) If you have your own pillow, that's not going to help your neck either. That's very true. That's another podcast, how to get the right pillow for your head and neck. Back to posture. Um, Because again, I find with my clients and even in my own life, If I don't understand the why, and if I don't understand how powerful something is directly related to me, I'm very unmotivated to incorporate it into my day or to make any immediate changes. And, um, you know, up until you're actually facing some kind of a health issue, a lot of times, which can be linked to your posture, you're, it's going to be really easy to brush this off because again, it's just not sexy. It's seems too simple, too good to be true, but you could say um, that for anything that it doesn't really seem to matter to you until you're told you have high blood pressure or that your fasting blood sugar is too elevated and that you're borderline diabetic. That's when you suddenly start paying attention and the things you're about to talk about. Those are the tools you start to put into play. Now they become daily habits and you won't have to worry about those bigger issues later on if you actually do something about it now. Right. And I know that you'll totally back me up on this. And this is also what I see with my clients and even in my own personal wellness journey. You do not want to be fixing something. You want to be maintaining something. Yeah, absolutely. Maintenance is easy. Fixing something is um, just you know beyond description until you actually get there. Yeah. It's all about prevention. Yeah. So let's talk about what paying attention to your posture is really going to help prevent in your life. So I mentioned your mood, which just to circle back around to that one more time, it literally changes how you feel and it elevates or decreases your mood. And then also really important kind of in along the lines with the mood and how you perceive yourself. Posture changes how people 
see you and how much they take you seriously and respect you. Study after study after study will show you socially that if a person walks into a room with their shoulders rolled forward and their chest down and their head like forward over their spine, people are not going to take them as seriously nor respect them as much as someone who walks into the room with their chest up and their head held high. Proud, confident. cannot help but assess those people differently. And so you're changing how life kind of comes at you with how you carry your body and your posture. So that kind of makes it worth paying attention to on that side as well. But this one really made me sad and it's true. And I see it. um, Bad posture really stresses your heart. It stresses it a lot and it can help promote heart disease. There's one research study that was done. um, It actually followed 2000. 4,000 men for 20 years, so a wow. long time, and looked at the changes in their posture and then looked at the health risks in relation to that shift to that posture. And um, the men who experienced the greatest posture loss had a 64% higher risk of coronary heart disease. That's really 64%. interesting. 64%. That's, that's a, and they all that's had somewhat similar lifestyle habits other than posture, I assume. Like they ruled out like smoking and those things. Do you, do you know if the study paid close attention to that? I don't know the full extent where I could answer okay. like 100%, Sorry. but I know that it was, yeah. <laughs> I, well, ask, yeah, yeah I, I ask deep questions. Um, but yeah, overall, they were fairly confident that there was a direct correlation, not just like causation. That's with really interesting. This heart disease. And here's the thing. That's just one study. I have seen a lot of other studies that show that it um, is linked to heart disease. And if you think about it, what happens when you have bad posture, your head falls forward, your shoulders roll forward, and you're on your chest cavity. So first and foremost, you're reducing the space for your heart, but then you're also starting to do things like strain the brainstem and change how your nervous system can run, which in, in and of itself is also tied to blood pressure. I think honestly, the heart disease is also linked to posture's effect on our blood pressure because um, when it's changing your blood f- pressure the way that posture does, it's you know obviously then affecting your heart and how it operates as well. I don't know about everyone else listening, but I just sat up a little straighter. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's so good for you when you do. And it's, I have to tell you. I feel better. Whenever I talk about posture, I say the word posture and people sit up. Yeah. And I'm like, because we know. They're like, oh, it's not a rights, problem for me. It's not, it's not me that you're talking about. Yeah. It's so funny. And that's another thing too with that whole, it's not me. I would challenge you to tell a friend or a family member to take a picture of you when you're not looking. So when you're at your computer or you're sitting on the couch looking at your smartphone or you're standing in a party, be like, just snap it when I'm not looking. Because honestly, as soon as we make our brain aware of the posture issue, we straighten up. You you carry yourself differently and in a more active way yeah. than you do when you're just resting. But I'd argue so to stay, it get. doesn't, you don't hold it unless you're actively thinking about it for the most part. That's true and not true because you are conditioning your muscles to that are becoming atrophied to turn back on again that are going to naturally kind of keep you closer to home base. Mm-hmm. But it's true that it is you're actually more building the habit about doing posture check-ins than you are about ever reaching this, you know, 100% never think about it again yeah. and it's fine posture. That's you're really just, interesting. You're bringing it to your awareness. So That'd be a fun social you, media challenge for people to show yes, before and after pictures. <laughs> and it will show you if your head is out in front of your shoulders 
And that's really, that's kind of what you're looking for. Because if your head is not stacked on top of your shoulders and your shoulders are stacked on top of your hips, it exponentially changes the weight of your head. I Have you seen the um, like the slide or the meme that shows how much weight that it adds to. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen head. the actual details, but I do know that when I was having pretty significant back pain a few years ago behind my right shoulder blade, I ended up having to go to a chiropractor for the first time in my life because I was like nothing I was doing was helping it. And he explained that to me that the strain that the weight of our head puts on our cervical spine, that small little section of your spine that makes up your neck, <gasps> is so not tiny. supposed to be holding up the entire bowling ball of a head that we have at all times. Like that's what our shoulders and back muscles and the rest of our spine is there for to help balance it all out. And I had never thought anything of it until he explained that to me. So, like, my posture and being at work and on the computer a lot during the day as a nurse like I'm lucky enough to get up and move and do things and be on my feet a lot but we're still very computer oriented even in the healthcare system and that explanation just really brought showed light for the first time ever on the strain of those small little vertebrae in your neck the cervical spine they're not supposed to be holding your head up in a like forward leaning position for long periods of time yeah, they're so tiny and they're supposed to stack on top of each other. So that way they all kind of carry the weight. Think about like, you know, you're carrying like a big cooler out to the beach and there's like four of you carrying the handles and all of a sudden like two drop off or three drop off and you're left carrying the whole thing. And you're like, this is not okay. This is not cool. I was not prepared guys, for this. Guys, where'd you go? Like <laughs> they're like, guys, come back. There's nothing that can happen though because your head is so far forward that um, you know, your full spine can't kick in to bear the weight, to bear the weight. And yeah. so just to give you the visual for every inch that your head is forward past your shoulders, it increases in weight by 10 pounds. So the average head, depending, we're all a little unique is somewhere between eight to 12 pounds. It's heavy. If you think about picking up a bowling ball and you hold that out in front of your body with an extended arm, your arm isn't going to like it. That's really heavy. Yeah, It's a lot easier if you hold it close to your body, but when you go one inch forward, it's 10 pounds. So two inches out, all of a sudden you're got, you have a 30 pound head, um, you know, four five, six inches out. You you're looking at, for some people, when you're looking straight out down over your phone and the head is all the way dropped, like a 60 pound head. Oh my gosh. And it's actually a miracle that our body finds ways to try to compensate for us. It fights for us all the time. Um, and it'll and it's do like, it for years until yes, it, it can't anymore. And that's why you have a lot of people with like the dowager humps or you see those like big fatty humps on yeah. the back of their neck. Yeah. That's because the body is like trying to put fat and tissue around those tiny little vertebrae because they know they're not getting help, but the head is always out there. And so it's trying to kind of create some back weight and support for those poor little guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, that's, that brings a, up a good point because those are very prevalent in our older population. Like you start to see them form sometimes in people that are 40, 50 years old, but yeah. they're most prevalent in the 70, 80, 90 year old population. So that, that goes to show like, this isn't just a technology issue. It's just, it's not a computer and phone issue only because people actually used to sit down and read books. <laughs> I know we don't do that very Crazy. much as a population anymore. Like this, thing with paper that you like flip from page to page um, <laughs> paper, books newspapers you know those kind of things were the source of the original like 
bad posture movement, right? Because before those things, we weren't really sitting down hunched over staring at a thing for a very long time. We were out moving, using our bodies and our body mechanics to a whole nother level than what all of these new technological conveniences have created for us. Yeah. I think what it's doing is it's, it's basically what we're seeing is it's accelerating how quickly you see it. Cause like that number I gave you about screen time, it's even worse in teenagers. And so yeah. when you look at teenagers and young people, you see more of the forward head posture and you see even more of those, um, like bumps on the back of the head and the spine, because it's just accelerating it to happen to you so much younger than it did in the past. So um, it's, That's crazy. it's crazy to see how it's changing our society. Yeah. I yeah. remember when I first became aware that my phone could measure screen time. I was shocked when it, yeah. I looked at the weekly yeah. usage. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you guys. Like it said something along the lines of like 30 hours for a week, one week, 30 hours. That's more than one That's day. That's like a job. That's more a than job. one day. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I do listen to Spotify and podcasts a lot and I'm not the best at turning my phone screen off all the time. Just so, to find Right, exactly. Number. I'm making excuses <laughs> here. Um, but that shocked me. And I think it was like last year sometime where I like challenged everyone to like decrease their social media usage and just hearing feedback just from decreasing that one daily habit, it creates space not only in your body but in your life in more ways than you can realize so just pay attention to that number how often you're on your phone if it's not your phone it might be how long you're sitting down to read books or be on the computer hunched over all day just becoming aware of that is the first step and then moving forward with the tips and tricks Heather's going to give us what do we do about it yeah um there's the good news is there's a lot you can do. And so I'll start with a couple things. First of all, you know, surprisingly, one of the, the more common places that we have really bad posture is in our cars. So you're driving and you're, you're kind of in a relaxed state and your shoulders are hanging because you're used to kind of just, you know, mildly manipulating the wheel and your head is forward in the car. And, but it's the easiest place to give yourself some physical stimulus as to where your head is. So I tell people that you have to see if you're sitting in the seat and your shoulders are back and your shoulder blades are tucked in, you know you got a nice open chest, you should be able to touch the back of your head to the seat back if you have the headrest. Okay. Obviously, if it's apply for some reason, you didn't have a headrest in your car. But it's amazing to me how much I often feel my neck muscles have to kick on in order to pull my head back to touch the back of the seat. And that tells you right away that you were riding in a head forward position versus um, having it stacked where the shoulders should be. And so it's a quick, immediate place to check in with your pressure. And then I'll get to it in a second, but it's also a great place to do some exercises for fixing uh, forward head posture. The second place that's really easy for you to check your head posture position is against a wall. So you put your heels, you put your butt and you put your shoulders against the wall. And you really want to make sure that you roll your shoulders back and tuck your shoulder blades in. So that way, you know, um, you're in a full upright position because it's really easy if you're used to having your shoulders rolled forward to think that that's good posture and you're standing against a wall, your shoulder head should technically roll back and the back of your shoulders touch. If they can't, don't force it, but that's an indicator that it's an area where you can bring more openness to your body by starting to uh, gently work on the external rotation of your shoulders. So then once you've stacked your feet and your butt and your shoulders, you should be able to lightly touch the wall with the back of your head. And again, this is something where if it's 
If you question if you struggle with bad posture, you might want to have someone snap a picture from the side because a lot of us and a lot of my clients, the first time I challenge them to this, they'll be like, oh, look, I did it. But their chin's like way up in the air and they're actually touching more of the top of their head to the wall, <laughs> not their head. And so I'm like, okay, try that again when you lower your chin so that it's horizontal to the floor. Yeah, like look straight forward, forward not right looking forward. up. <laughs> yes. Your chin needs to be parallel to the floor. And shoulder mobility is huge for a lot of people. Sometimes it could be like a muscle thing and just a flexibility thing. Because I know before Ben started doing yoga with me and becoming more aware of his flexibility, like I would try and roll his shoulders back and like he physically just couldn't do it. I was like, no, just like roll him back, like flatten it out a little bit. And he's like, I can't. Like this is his And he truly thought he couldn't do it. He's like, it's just from my muscles. Like I can't do it. But he has been very adamantly stretching almost every day for at least the past year. I think he started getting into it before he goes to bed and he has seen huge improvement in his shoulder mobility and his posture and things like that. So it's not that it's not possible. It's that you might have been doing this for so long that this has become very stiff for your body, but it's, it's definitely possible for all of us to stand in that upright position unless, you know, you have some medical condition or like previous surgeries that limit you from doing so. So don't let the idea that your muscles are too big be part of the, <laughs> the <laughs> yes. solution for yourself. <laughs> that's true. So that's kind of like two starting positions to know where like upright posture is. And, um, I have a few more that I'm going to talk through here. Okay. Um, the other one would be like, a big thing that that pulls your posture forward in addition to looking down is when what you were just talking about your shoulders are rolled forward and they stay that way so a big thing to do in the beginning of the day would be to you know go stand up against a wall line it all up and remind your muscles and your nerves where they're supposed to be and it's a good way to start the day where you get them into that position and um then from there if you're standing with your arms by your side to help open up the shoulders, a lot of us with relaxed wrists, your wrists will kind of be um, towards your thighs, like facing towards your body. If you roll your shoulders up and flip your arms and your palms open so that your palms face forward, this is going to naturally open up your shoulders and open up your chest, which goes a long way towards undoing that forward head posture. And then from there, you just have to move your head back to stack it over the shoulders. So that's another quick way to help yourself feel if you're in a more open, lifted posture. Yeah, I feel better. I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah, Even in a chair, you just roll your palm forward and it rolls your shoulders back and it engages your upper back muscles. And that's going to help you out. And so then um, it's simple little movements that will help you with your posture. And, and I have a couple more exercises. I'll explain them here because I think they're relevant, but I also have videos because sometimes people, oh, even perfect. when you hear an explanation, you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's if you so go useful. to see changes, everything, um, just Google posture and a lot of these exercises will come up and then you'll be able to link, I'm sure, them in the yeah, show notes absolutely. as well. I'll be sure to include them. Yeah. So... This, there's a couple of exercises that I want to share. So first of all, what really turns off with forward head posture is your, they're called deep neck flexors. They're the muscles that you have to really rely on and move to get your head back stacked over your shoulders. And they get really short and weak. 
And a lot of people, if you Google posture, they'll tell you to do chin tucks. Have you seen like any mm-hmm. videos yep. where you like jut your chin out and then pull it back? And that's not a bad start because it increases mobility of your head and it also increases, increases awareness of what's forward and what's back. But what I like to say is you want to cut right to the chase of strengthening those muscles because for most of us, they're much more weak than they should be. We're all 21st century people. So they're off a lot of the time. So what you do is you lay down on the floor and then you wiggle your shoulder blades underneath your body. So you again, have that nice open chest. It's just not the same if your shoulders are rolled forward. So shoulders are rolled back, uh, shoulder blades are rolled in and your arms are down by your side. And then you will tuck your chin. You'll do that chin tuck and tuck your chin back towards your neck and you'll create a double chin. And your goal is to tuck it straight back. So it's not tucking down and it's not lifting up. And when you tuck it straight back, then while you're on the floor, you're actually going to lift your head off the floor. And by tucking the chin, you disable the overused side scalings and muscles of the neck and you make those deep neck flexors kick in. And the first time I tried this, I was, I was dying. I was like, this should not be this hard. I'm a yoga therapist. What the heck? Um, <laughs> but it's hard to keep the weight. You'll realize how heavy your head is and yeah. keep that weight lifted. You want to try to take three breaths. And what you watch for is um, your chin will start to lift or your jaw will start to jet forward as other muscles try to kick in to carry the weight. So you want to keep that chin tuck the whole time and then feel the muscles in the back of your neck doing most of the work to lift you up. And then you'll relax and come back down and take a nice resetting breath. And then your goal is to work up to where you can hold your head up and take 10 nice, slow breaths in that position. It'll let you know that you've got strength and stability. And just doing that simple exercise will quickly kick those muscles in and help fix forward head posture which is fabulous. Yeah. And that sounds simple. It sounds like it's something you can do for a few minutes every day. Like, especially if you are somebody who watches TV every night before you go to bed, like just do this for a few minutes during a commercial break or before you turn the TV off and go upstairs, whatever it is, like you can make time to do little exercises like this to make a huge difference long-term. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'll touch on two more and then just do some like quick recap, recapping. There's an exercise. So with forward head posture, your chest collapses and your shoulders roll forward and they get really short and weak as well. So if you lift yourself up and open that up, it helps reset your body. And this is an exercise I recommend to all my clients who work in an office um, and are in like one position for long periods of time do. And it's called the YTLW exercise. And the reason it's called that is because every letter represents the shape and it's the shape you're going to make with your arms. So if you sit up nice and tall and you have your shoulders rolled back, you can actually do this while we're, um, I talk you through this, Brie, we'll see what okay. you think. So <laughs> it's going to inhale your arms up overhead and then rotate your palms so they face forward. Okay. You'll roll your shoulders back and down so you feel like they're inside your body. And you'll open up your arms to be like a capital letter Y. So they're about six to eight inches outside your shoulders. And then let gravity just take your hands back further behind your head, you'll notice it lifts your chest and it also stretches the muscles around your shoulder. Now just relax and release your hands back forward until they're kind of in line with your shoulders again, and then drop them out to a capital letter T. Still really engage through your fingers and your palms and feel your whole arm turned on and make sure your shoulders are rolled back and down. And then again, you're going to pull the hands behind you and let gravity 
create this stretch where you're lengthening the muscles around the shoulder and through the chest, the big pec stretch. And then you'll release that forward just to take the tension off of it. And you'll bend at your elbows to form a capital letter L. Just take a look to the side, make sure your wrists are stacked right on top of your elbows and your elbows are coming out from your shoulders. And then you'll pull your elbows and your wrists back. Don't let your wrists tip back or tilt forward. This Keep is it the nice hardest one by far. Like, yeah. <laughs> Take a breath and then relax it forward again. And for the last W, you slide back into that L position, but then you drop your elbows towards your ribs so that you're forming a W shape. And then you pull back again. And you'll notice you're squeezing the muscles of your shoulder blades that are so important for posture. Yeah. And then just release and shake it out, kind of roll your shoulders. They'll probably feel a little tired for most people because you're not used to it, but it's, it's also a really nice stretch and then you're more upright. If you did this two or three times a day, it would have dramatic impacts on your posture. And that's what I want to remind everyone who's listening to this. Like I'll have, if you go to the website and Brie will put it in the show notes, there are obviously tons of exercises you can do to help with posture. But it's not about which ones you do. It's about that you're doing some because the biggest way you develop forward head posture is just by sitting in a static position for a really long period of time. So if you move your body more and kind of elevate the types of movement and positions you're sitting in, it's going to go a long way towards just helping you stay in that functional, happy, healthy state. And so pick the ones that you'll do and that you feel notice, uh, you notice a difference with, but do them often. Um, even setting, if you really, really struggle with forward head posture and you know it and you have headaches or you have uh, jaw pain, or you have like uh, tinnitus ringing in the ears or vision problems or migraines or respiratory issues, because forward head head really creates respiratory issues, then um, focus on lifting yourself up and finding that tall, upright posture as often as you can throughout the day. I tell my clients to set alarms when you're first starting and you're totally not thinking about it. It helps to have that little reminder that says, sit up tall, stretch your pecs, you know, do the YTLW exercise, or you know, just a simple exercise that helps lift you back up and the more you do it even if it's for 10 15 30 seconds at a time the more it helps your body just stay in that really healthy position that feels good and it's so easy it took like what 30 seconds to go through that whole ytl yeah my chest still feels good because i did it while i was talking about it (laughs) it makes you it honestly like i feel just a little bit more alert a little bit more just like ready but even more confident right because that's that mentality thing that's like they're talking about with the posture as soon as you lift yourself up get yourself in that tall position it just changes your outlook on life little baby movement patterns where you're working a little goes such a long way I, it's not like I'm on stage all the time, but I, I know that like people that go to give speeches and things, it's just something intrinsically that we do as humans before you walk into a room, before you do something that, you know, is about to be big. We typically take a moment, take a deep breath, roll our shoulders back to prepare ourselves to yeah, like take your that brain next knows. step. And I think if we're stuck in this like downward folded position for eight, 10 hours a day and we're not cognizantly aware, like it's like you said at the beginning, it's affecting so much more than just our posture. It's affecting our mood and our mental health as well. But it's it's all connected, right? It's what all these conversations are all about. This podcast isn't just about food. It's not just about yoga. It's not just about one topic because it's all connected in the way that our long-term, our body can survive and the longevity that we get to enjoy. 
Yep, for sure. Just the more you can move, the better. And um, with these exercises, I I love taking people through them. If you know someone listening to the podcast has a question, you can totally email me at heather at shechangeseverything.com because I think sometimes people like this the simplest question will keep you from trying something and it could just make all the difference in how you feel. And I, I love taking people through these exercises at She Day as well because yeah. when you just see like this whole room of women and they're all tall and they're, you know, <laughs> their arms are up and there's just something so inspiring about it where you're like all up in that strong position and getting to try these. So um, I would just encourage everyone, it's free. You have access to it at any point in your day. You can never forget it. You can never leave it at home. It's something that's immediately available to you to help just with how you feel and how you're able to tackle life. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, being at the She Day events with you, like you'll randomly throw these little exercises in throughout <laughs> the day and it, it kind of throws the audience off guard at first when you start doing it. But it, I watch everybody become more and more interactive with it as the day goes on because they realize how it makes them feel. And you feel the mood in the room lift. You feel the energy lift. And it's just a great way not only to like keep the day going, but it's it's instilling those small habits. And it's it's all part of what you guys do at She Day as well, which is so cool. Yeah, it's funny because Jen and I were, you know, it's you all have that stat where sitting is the new smoking. And we know that sitting is so bad for you overall just to be in a static position so long. And we're like, we're holding a conference where they're going to be sitting in a chair for like, you know, (laughs) six hours or something. You're like, how do we break that up? And we're like, we're going to show them what it feels like to move your body throughout the day and be really intentional about it. So you can be putting in the work and learning and then not, not having that just like, sitting coma yeah no absolutely (laughs) you guys do a great job with that it doesn't feel like you're sitting in a six-hour lecture by any means like it's very interactive it's it's a great setting and a great energy and a great group I think because you do throw in those small little tweaks and things throughout the day that really do have positive effects on us as people well thanks that's totally the goal (laughs) I just appreciate you letting me chat about something I'm so passionate about because I I really do care about how women feel. And I know that something as simple as your posture really plays a big role in that. And it's something you have complete control over with, you know, the small minor exceptions. Yeah. And it's something that doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of effort and you don't have to give up anything else to do it. Just just think about it. Everything's on the table. I you can even look at your smartphone, just like lift your head up and raise your arms up. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But seriously, it's free and it's totally accessible at any time. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Heather. That was really insightful, really useful. And I'm excited to see uh, what feedback we get from our listeners here. I'm so excited to be back, guys. I know you have been so patient with us in 2019, hit a little bump in the road with recording new episodes, but we are back and we are so excited to be here. If you haven't already, check out criticalconversationspodcast.com. That's where you can find all the links, resources, show notes, and like Heather said, she has videos available. I'll make sure and link all of those into this episode. And if you haven't, we would really appreciate any moment that you have to leave us a rating and review on iTunes because we have been a little quiet on here over the last few months. I'm sure we've kind of fallen low in the ranks and every rating and review that you leave us allows us to be discovered and allows new listeners to find us and the information we're trying to share with the world. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And I can't wait for our next conversation. Heather, have a great day. Thanks. You too. (laughs) All right. Bye.